You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Come with us as we take the maiden voyage on the ship of dreams as we discuss James Cameron's Titanic. Thanks for the request, Nicole Marie Loftus, and happy holidays. You no trouble. Me, You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. The mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. There's fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. Happy Cameron Christmas, Brian. <gasps> Yay! We're getting closer to Avatar Dose. I'm so excited. <laughs> your skin's turning blue. Yeah. Well, you know, I just got back from a, a Blue Man uh, audition, so. I, I thought you just crawled out of the North Atlantic. <laughs> no, he definitely just blew himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Aww. That inappropriate, mean-spirited <laughs> joke was from director of photography, Mike Griggs. Just bringing Arrested Development on. You know, that's all I'm trying to do. You know that Brian doesn't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was crying, Jared. <laughs> How dare you tell me references I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, here we are talking 1997's Titanic, the movie that was supposedly going to sink 20th Century Fox and Paramount, but became the highest grossing film of all time. That is true. Everybody fucking saw this movie. Multiple times, though. (laughs) Bro. Yeah. I knew so many people that saw this movie two and three times at least in the theaters, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. What? Yeah, I saw it multiple times in the theaters, and then every time after, when I would go see another movie, when it was over, I would just go back into Titanic and watch the rest of it. <laughs> I Amazing. I, it. I think I saw it on a 4 by 3 double VHS box. Same. Set. Same. Yep. Wait, what? You Obviously, guys didn't I had see this that in theaters? No, no ma'am. Wow, really? No. You? Wow, no, I, you're really missing out. I'm so sorry. This like, was the first time I saw it in its actual aspect ratio. Wow. What? Wow. I bet that's fun. That's good. Yeah. I, I yeah, enjoy that fun. experience. It yeah. It was a delightful new experience for me. You know, this is one of the rare VHS tapes that when it came out, you, you got the one with the, either the blue spine or the gold spine. I think I think the blue spine was the, four screen, uh, the full screen version, and then... Uh, 
uh, gold was widescreen? Or maybe I have that mixed up. I can't remember. But, uh, like, you could go to Walmart. There'd be the full screen double VHS of Titanic and then the widescreen right beside it. It was amazing. Mm. I think the nostalgia of Pan and Scan really leans in to make this film feel just like like the quality that it is. Oh. Like you really get to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ages it back in its time, back when people were li- really losing their mind about going back to Titanic. Are you talking about 2012 for the 3D re-release? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in theaters too. That was also really awesome. How's the 3D on this, Brian? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It, it's the best at the end. Like, once you start getting things, like, scale gets falling. giant. Yeah. Like people are falling. You get falling. to see all the people falling on you. Okay. Oh, do you get to see the dude flip off the propeller, like, by your face or whatever? Fuck yeah. Oh, oh nice, <laughs> man. <laughs> that, that was always the best moment uh, in the theater. Like, you could hear half the audience go, oh! Oh, oh, groan. And then the other half would just be like, laughing. <laughs> 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 he just flips so well, man. It's like he- head over heels. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a shot that Todd Viserys has talked about on Twitter a bunch of times because, like, apparently it was originally, when it, when it was first designed, like, the guy just falls in a little bit more realistic way and then they just kept pushing it and pushing it until kind of the story beat of it worked. And just as an example of like, oh, no, they're taking the realism and then they're making it a little bit more heightened so that the this, this story has more punch to it. Hey, that's that this whole fucking pretty movie real. to me. I mean, I think if you hit that propeller like that, you'd probably flip like that. I don't think that's like overdone. I think that feels just about right. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's right on the edge of believability. On the edge. No, I'm pretty sure bodies do act like that. Like when you drop them and they hit things. And I've kinda... been on YouTube. They yeah, do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I, I I maybe, maybe I haven't I've seen, seen like in shit. the ocean stuff, but I'm pretty sure I've seen bodies move like that. We can always do a test. Do we have any volunteers? <laughs> so, what do you guys think of the uh, the special effects? Do you guys uh, think they hold up from 25 Most years ago? It- I think most yeah. of it plays pretty well. There's one shot in the later half of the movie where they're running through one of the hallways and there's like some some face replacement to digital double like what yeah. the uh, stunt people and that looks really really bad. Like why would you do a face replacement when you have like overexposing flashes happening uh, in the frame? Like are they thinking because you 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 blow the face out to more of a white then it's easier to mask that because for some reason it just doesn't it, it I don't it's know. wrong. It looked, like and their, they, their eyes were stretched and their mouths yeah, looked like, like jokery. Well. You kind of feel it moving. But you really got to watch it, though. A lot of these effects are happen so fast that you don't really... You really need to be like looking well, at it to try that's to That's why that one down. shot stood out so much to me, because it was a really long shot. Like It could have been like a two-second... Like like a half a second shot, but it was like three or four. And they're running face-first into camera, and they're getting closer as the shot is finishing. And I was like... yeah. That's a weird decision to make. I think by that point uh, you're pretty much in it, anyways. It, it's just relentless, you know. Like by that point, we're, we're like it's just it's it's fucked up thing after fucked up thing after fucked up thing. It's like rushes of water, people dying, you know, all this. It's just nonstop by that point that you, I think it just kind of washes over you. Yeah, pun, pun intended. Yeah, actually, I didn't really notice that, but the one so they used a lot of digital people in this to create mm-hmm. the crowds and whatnot and even looking back at this now I think they did a really great job there was one scene that stood out to me and it was towards the beginning 
it was the two the two guys who like you know made the ship and anyway one was walking out on deck and so yeah. it was like this giant widescreen and he oh, looked yeah, so yeah. robotic and then they yeah. zoomed in and i was like oh yeah he's a person it's all it's okay it's okay yeah they well they uh, do a blend at that point it starts yeah. out fake and then when as they get closer yes. they, they cut into the live footage exactly, yeah there's a, yeah there's a lot of i mean considering how many wide shots there were and how many people they're trying to comp into these? Like, I feel like it it plays way better than it it seems like it should, or maybe than I expected it to. Oh, dude, yeah, especially yeah. for the time. Yeah, I mean, the, only, the 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 big shot that stands out to me is like the first time that Titanic is taking off, and we're in this like profile shot, and it's moving, and we can see like this like little sail ship there. That all looks so fucking fake. Uh, you know, like just the, just the texture on the side of the ship. And I don't know if it's the lighting there or whatever, but like most of the time, the the, the texture of the side of the ship looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but man, uh, but right there, it feels just a little bit too video game. I didn't hate it. I, no, it's it, fine. No, 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 no. This, oh, yeah, this is yeah, on, yeah. Like, I was gonna. Yeah, like, you're, like, you're right. Like, like but like I didn't. It, it, I didn't think it was like. Noticeable. Right, but right there, I, I I see it. But most of the time. It holds up really, really well, yeah. and yeah. also it, it lends itself that it even it, this is very storybook feel, you know, and it, it kind of like it it, it it fits its feeling. It's, it's not like when you're watching something and then you have this like animated character there that like stands out, like you got Jar Jar or whatever. Like like it's it's it feels very grounded in reality, very nicely. They, they yeah, lend things really well. It is very grounded. At some of those some of those early sweeping shots of the Titanic that like could be like. A commercial for fucking white ocean liner or whatever the name of the company was white, like, white star. star white yeah. star thank you i like it it does feel a little animated but it it absolutely fits in the tone of of the scene in the movie as a whole yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry i don't have any complaints really with this movie i know a lot of people hate this movie there's a, the guys who hates this who movie? hates the movie oh my god okay when i was in high school when this movie came out every dude hated this film no, that's just well, like teenage boy eight. Yeah, because the count. girls like the movie. No, but they and all secretly liked it too. <laughs> yeah, that's not a real complaint. Yeah, yeah. yeah none, of the, none of the why? Tell me, tell me why they hated it, Brian. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, pro- it's probably something to do with that. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, at the time was you know the heartthrob of the world. I think that yeah, that probably had something to do with it. What were you gonna say, Kristen? Oh, I was gonna say I think he still is, and then that made me think of the I sent a video about Leonardo and Kate Winslet's behind the scenes. <laughs> that was um, unexpectedly delightful. <laughs> so, so well, I was gonna say I think Leonardo DiCaprio was still a heartthrob, but then I wasn't actually. I'm not actually sure because a lot of people he's come under fire lately because he doesn't really date anyone over the age of 25. But anyway, this video. Um, Debunks that myth. <laughs> yes, debunks the myth. <laughs> uh, and apparently, Kate and Leo got on really, really well because he farted a lot, and she thought it was just really funny. <laughs> this is like on record as, uh, as as anyway. So I was I was also paying attention to that and went, like all of their interactions to try and decide like mm, was this where he was farting all the time on her like <sighs> exciting times. I was actually very. <laughs> concerned about this movie because i loved it when i was a teenager and i haven't really seen it since i was a teenager i don't i don't think i've seen it since i was a teenager at all and really? so i was like dear god what if this movie is just awful like we watched oh. this like dear oh like i don't know a lot <laughs> of pressure it's just as good as the abyss Kristen. <laughs> wow wow that's a very strong statement that we are not going to get into right now because I don't think there's enough time. <laughs> oh, but... there's time. 
no, no. We're matching the runtime of this we, podcast yeah. to the runtime of Titanic. So we have plenty of time. Oh, well, perfect. Um, yeah. I will say, commenting on the abyss also, um, and how I felt like James Cameron, well, I didn't, I didn't feel this way. This is on the record. James Cameron put most of his personal relationship into those two characters, and they were just fighting and bickering, and like they were just mean to each other. And I was like... God, like, I hope that I don't like, I kind of remember this being like a nice love story. Like, I hope James Cameron, like, didn't put his influence into this. And there was only one moment where I was like, oh, there's James Cameron right there. And it was the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jack, is going to Rose to confess his love to her. And he pulls her aside and he's so excited. And before he can confess his love, he has to go, just shut up. You're a spoiled brat. And I was like, oh, there's that's James Cameron right there. That's him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he says that, it's charming. Come on. It's not charming. It is I mean, charming. It, it's a little charming. But when you put it in the context of James Cameron and his relationship, as we saw in the last movie, no, that's not charming anymore. I that has red flags all over it now. Um, no, no, no. But yeah. it would. He's he never he never just out of nowhere smacks the shit out of her or That's like throttles her. Fl- table flip. It's well, not a James Bond movie, Jared. Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> at, at some point he does grab her face and he's like, "You're so fucking stupid, Rose. Why would you do that?" While kissing her and like almost yeah. like like what the fuck? She clearly Which, has attracts abusive men. So <laughs> I feel like maybe it's good that Jack died. I think she brings it on herself, man. You know, she she even brings the Titanic down. Like, wow. like everything, cool. everything, yeah. everything. Yeah, she you're falls right. The, in love the mood with across the across the board it just comes down. <laughs> She's the true villain of the story. Yeah, is she the antagonist? Wait, hold like, on. Why are we like, putting legitimate it all on question? Her? <laughs> no, we're not. No, it's we're the not. red hair. Because <laughs> <laughs> the they both come out and distract the the lookout guards, so like they both cause the ship to sink. No, they were oh, they no. were looking at him. No, bro. they were looking at her. Come on, let's be honest. Okay. No, Probably. he said, look at those two. Yeah. Look, even they if they staring. hadn't been looking, I don't think that would have been enough time to turn the ship. Did you see how long they were out there? Like on that little, on the on the front area of the ship? And they were just only like staring them down? Seconds, at least. Only one of the guy, only one of the lookouts could see them. The other lookout could not see them. So what was his excuse? Right, he was, no, no, he, was he, he, his neck he brought over. the other guy over there. And he, yeah, yeah he, he, he stood he's like, over. bro, he bro check this out. Yo. All right. Yeah, he's like, okay, hey, so they were headed directly for... The iceberg. There's no way. I don't think they could have turned. Like, I mean, how long are you supposing they were on deck making out and with these guys watching? Look, Jack and Rose cause this goddamn thing to, sh- to sink. <laughs> it's their fault. All right. If all, right, all, fault. right all right. All right. All right. <laughs> if their love was hotter, the iceberg would have melted. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, technically, it's 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 Jack's fault because he 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 won his way onto the ship. And if he would have never, if he wouldn't have won that poker game, then they <gasps> would have never. Had the relationship Rose well, would have just been beaten. Hold to on, death. if Rose, it's Olaf's fault. No, because hold on, because if Rose had never been trapped and tried to kill herself, he would never have tried have saved her, and they would never have met. He still would have been on the ship. He just would have gone after somebody else, and he would have been making out in front of the lookouts. Then, yeah, and, but they were up on the first class. He's and a little floozy. He hundred percent would have been making out with somebody else, but like not up on that deck. Okay, <laughs> been, well, that's true. That's, that's that was been the, the first class deck. That's a yeah, good point. Yeah, he would not have been up there. I'm surprised he was still up there. Like she is not. Like she should not have enough authority to bring him up there. <laughs> I was surprised at how he was able to get around. I mean, all those guards took one look at her and they were like, "Whatever the fuck you want to do, feel free." Yeah, what, why was he still up there on his back smoking cigarettes in the, on that? Was He just hasn't gone back down yet? He's been up there all day? Yeah, it took work to get up there in the first place. Why would he leave? I mean, once I he's would there, leave. he's fine. Yeah, yeah once no, you exactly. get into first class, why would you leave? Wait, no, he wasn't leave? in first class. He was in third class. 
But no, you can be up. On, up. I guess you can be up on that side of the deck. No, no, the yeah. The the back half of the ship the, is third the class poop deck. Yeah, that's why it's the poop deck. Yeah, and then like that's everything else is elevated further along until you get to the front of the ship, and then it sinks down. Oh, that's so they can stand down and look on the d- down on the poop deck. Yeah, so where they, they dump look, their it's down, important their, to look uh, down beyonds. on the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they dump their toilet basins over the rail onto oh, the poop God. deck. Down in the steerage. <laughs> you know, they probably didn't have those chemical toilet toilets then, so... Ugh. No, they had little, um... The, the little... What are they called? Bedpans. Bedpans, yeah, like, they had bedpans. Like, um... Uh... They actually looked... term for it. That's bed, disgusting. Bedpan. The basin things. It's a bed... Isn't it a bedpan? That, that's yeah, the no, name. What, what is it? No, a bedpan is like a hospital. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You'd take a shit in the bed. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they had. That's what they had. <laughs> no, it has to be another... Uh, well, anyway, I, while you guys are thinking about you this, you told me um, these guys are paying all these this first class ticket price here, and they're shooting, shooting in, in buckets. <laughs> <laughs> chamber pot. That's it. It's called a chamber pot. Well, okay. So I was uh, I was looking really briefly at the Titanic Museum oh. that is in Missouri. If anyone cares, and actually they they have Branson. like the is it in Branson? Yeah. That makes sense. Real quick, it oh, says yeah. Olympic and Titanic shared bathrooms and laboratories that each class could use. There you go. Oh. Okay, well, anyway, so, uh, but in the Shitters museum, they all. have the chamber pots, the bedpans laid out chamber on pot. the bed. That's the word. That's what I said. Yeah, Mike okay. said that, not me. Sorry, uh, Mike, I was zoned into, <laughs> into, the, into the Wikipedia. Uh, but the other interesting thing was that they had like the menu for like the third class passengers as well, and I feel like it's actually like way better than our the menu that we would have served like we would serve them today. Like it was like you know like they had meats, they had vegetables, that it was like a full like multiple course wow. meal even in third class. That's cool, and I mean they had access to a shit ton of beer as well. So like Hell also their yes. breakfasts were better. Like I feel like continental breakfasts have gone away as people get cheaper and cheaper but like they weren't even that great to begin with compared to what these third class passengers were getting on the titanic like i'd rather have their food like and that's not even counting the first class like we saw what the first class was eating that's way better (laughs) yeah but they were also paying like five thousand dollars for a cabin it's a bargain okay back then i mean that's like 75 grand or something if you're burning 75 dollars in the stove like listen you can this is interesting In first and second class, the toilets were manual flush, which was the standard on both sea and land at the time. However, in the third class toilets were more modern automatic flush, uh, like like we have today, for fear that most immigrants would be used to outhouses outhouses slash chamber pots and not know how to use a toilet. That's interesting. (laughs) The rich people know how to make this shit flush. We don't know if the poor is Yeah, yeah, they just stand over the hole going, (laughs) (laughs) It's not a squatty potty. I don't know what to do. I mean, that's about, I feel like, racist, but it's a concern if you don't know people, like, could you imagine like having to teach smart, people man. how to use yeah. the toilet? Yeah, like we do actually have. Uh, there's a steward that's standing there, like he's, he's like staring at them with a water hose. Such a shitty job. I mean, imagine like we have instructions in our bathrooms now. Like, please do not stand on the toilet. Like, listen. This is true. Wait, what? Yeah. I, wait, what? I was like, you've never seen those, Brian? No. Yeah, they have them in the bathroom. Wait, no, what? like you know, it's, maybe I've never. People, maybe I don't read for, signs in bathrooms. I don't know. No, it's for people who come from com- from countries that use squatty potties and they don't know like the sitting kind. Like it's a totally yeah. different sort of situation. When I, when I grew Take up, a train said, in China and and the bathrooms are bonkers different. 
That's not me. Yeah. When I was growing up, the sign behind the toilet always said, uh, "If you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie and wipe the seedy." Terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've seen that in multiple places, actually. Yeah, usually in the south. Yeah, that's a thing around here. Yeah, I don't. And think also, I'd that. I don't, yeah, don't on, the, on the toilet paper, there's like there's like a doll. With with like a oh, with like a crocheted de- dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is it's I guess it's like a toilet paper warmer. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so you're pulling the toilet paper out from under her dress? Yeah, you gotta like lift her up, and then she's got toilet paper <laughs> under her dress. <laughs> it's like her bloomers. Wait a minute, toilet paper warmer? I mean, does does it have it's a not seat a warmer? warmer? No, no, it's no not I'm, a I'm just trying to make sense of it. That like it's, people like it's dressing just, up. It's just a thing. That, it's kind of like, like people have like those. You're like, like trying to hide an ugly roll of toilet paper with like a crochet doll. Like that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Or you or you, those people who like put like uh, those like uh, things on their toilet seats and it's just things just like suck up liquid. <laughs> no, that's not what that's not- for. Please don't. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying. I'm not saying that's what it's for, Kristen. I'm saying that that's what it does, and it's disgusting. That's so gross. Oh my god. This conversation is taking a turn. Hey, man. And what I'm trying to say, all the toilets on Titanic had those like furry things on them, and that's what really drug them down is because they like sucked up a lot of the water, <laughs> and like was like really like you did it. You the, saw the, the ship less buoyant. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can sink. <laughs> Plus, have you seen these bathrooms? She's very top heavy because it was only in the uh, in the upper class cabins. So, it... <laughs> anyways, <laughs> man, I, bathroom talk. I didn't expect it to last like twenty some minutes. <laughs> I'm impressed. No, no, we we got to hit the three hours and fifteen minutes mark. We don't really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, no, damn. No. Was that a joke? Oh shit. <laughs> okay, I can go I can through still, some of these I notes. I can still read my um, book, you guys. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's time that, to filibuster. That BTS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when I was listening to the uh, to the score of this movie whilst watching it, um, you got. What do you guys think about the score? Love the score. Obviously, I had the the score also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the score is pretty fantastic. Uh, I. I was most intrigued by by learning that the the theme song that's recurring throughout the whole thing was not in fact originally written by Celine Dion, but that song was written based on the theme, and that kind of blew my mind because I just always assumed it went that, the other way. <laughs> yeah, that the the final song at the end was the 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 first thing, and then he wrote it to the rest of it. You would think that, right? Yeah, it, normally I- that's how it would go. You know what's funny is as of yesterday, I didn't check today actually, but yesterday. My Heart Will Go On from Titanic is the number three most viral song on TikTok. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it was. today? Like- no, yes, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. I didn't check it today. I'm sorry. But as of yesterday, yes, it was. That's crazy. I know. I thought it was kind of nuts. And I will say as a child, I was very disappointed when I bought the soundtrack to this movie and the Irish jig song that they have is not on oh, it. Yeah. it was not oh, is it not? It. Really? No, no it, was not. Not. it was disappointing. You got to get the deluxe soundtrack, <laughs> which I do not have. Oh, and I will also the Irish jig song. I, I remember um, with that, my dial of internet, they Titanic had a website, which is one of like a lot of, you know, movies the back then did not have it. But not only did they have a website, but they also had like three different scenes that you could watch. And I would spend like an hour on the internet <laughs> trying to get this Irish, the Irish, the dance scene to load so I could watch like fucking three minutes. That's awesome. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. But when I was uh, watching the film uh, for the podcast, I was trying to really like uh, hone in 
on the uh, on the score, and I, and I just kept thinking of Braveheart. Same composer. I was, like, yeah. I, I was getting to that, Brian. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching it, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is like this reminds me so much of Braveheart." And so I started digging through the IMDb, and I was like, "Holy shit! Same guy." So he's he's reusing something in there. I don't James know if it's friggin' Horner. Uh, bagpipes is what he's reusing there. Yeah. Bagpipes yeah, are but, both but like every time I hear bagpipes, I don't just instantly think of no, Braveheart. It's, it's just his, it's his instrumentation style. Yeah. It's the same reason why you kind of always know a, a, a John Williams score. Jared, you would think that if you were listening to bagpipes, always that came from James Horner's brain. I mean, that's what that's what literally that's what James Horner does. Like that's his that's like his mo. Like, isn't there even a bagpipe thing in uh, Star Trek Two? Yeah. It, like in when his like his funeral when they're putting him in that torpedo. Isn't that like a bagpipe moment? Yeah, yeah, that's like his thing, man. He just he just always wow. does it. It's his go-to. That and steel drums for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when you, when you mix bagpipes and steel drums together. <laughs> oh, he never did that. That would have been amazing. Yeah, he's waiting on that one. Well, he's dead. So oh. yeah, so he's still waiting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> I bet it's in Avatar too. Don't worry, it'll be there. Just in honor. We can hope. I don't even know who composed that one because James Horner actually uh, composed. Uh, I say it wasn't James Horner. Yeah, he composed Avatar as well, and Aliens. I'll just be like, this one's for you, James, and then it's finally done. But they had a uh, James Horner and, and um, James Cameron had a huge falling out after Aliens, and James Horner re- just refused to work with Cameron until this movie. Kind of got them back together again. That's so sweet. What happened? Uh, Lots of money. There can only be one James. <laughs> I don't know. I just think James Cameron was a total dick on Aliens. And Horner was just like, fuck this guy. And he only had like uh, like three or four weeks to write the entire score for Aliens. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And he was like super pissed. and like the So he's angry the whole time. Yeah. He's just mad, not sleeping. <laughs> I think it was just a really bad experience. And it took, you know, like 10 years for it for him to forget it. Took some years that. off of his life. Yeah, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, Writing a whole score in a month is is hard. Well, anybody got anything else for Brick? I don't know. I just got sad because I just read that he died in a plane crash. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. Was James it one of Harrison right? Ford's? <laughs> oh, <God>! Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Indy, that what is the, the heart of the ocean, not the heart of Tabala. <laughs> it's going to have to be a lot better than that, kid. <laughs> Do we, do we need to go on break? Have we even talked about this movie, though? I feel like we have not actually. We have not. We've barely I feel like been we talking about like, we, we haven't even scratched the surface of the iceberg. Well, we scratched we the... We barely started looking at the surface of the shitter, so, you know. Iceberg, shitter. <laughs> well, we we got to like really work our way down. You know? uh, all right, so we'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play the trailer for James Cameron's Titanic, and we'll be back. Take a journey. Back in time, in search of a mystery, locked beneath the sea. On December 19th, you will be given the key. We're going to America! Oh, forget it, boy. You'll never get next to the likes of her. Don't come any closer. I'll let go. No, you won't. You are not to see that boy again. I'm the king of the world! That made you think you could put your hands on my fiance. It's not up to you to save me, Jack. 
They've got you trapped. If you don't break free, you're gonna die. It's a ship. There's only so many places she can be. Find her. Freezing and there aren't enough boats. Half the people on this ship are going to die. For God's sake, there's women and children down here! Let us out so we can have a chance! Where are you going? What to him? You jump, I jump, right? I hope you enjoy your time together! And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for James Cameron's Titanic. Cannot believe they showed the ship sinking in that. <laughs> they gave Spoilers. the whole story away. It's ridiculous. You know, that was, a, that was a big thing at the time. Everyone was like, you're big into this fucking movie. Everybody knows how it's going to end, asshole. The yeah, ship sinks. I, I remember <laughs> she that. She throws the fucking necklace in the water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment Weekly and uh, was it The Hollywood Reporter? I think both those publications were fucking ruthless to this movie while it was being made just like oh this is gonna this is gonna be the worst thing ever this is gonna sink all these studios james cameron's gonna have the biggest flop in his hands ever what are they letting him do this is gonna be Waterworld times two i mean on paper it doesn't make sense like james cameron's like hey guys i want to like can i get a bunch of money to sink a ship like i i get it that's a story that everyone knows you know um but man when he gets all of that money and you start seeing all the details, I remember when you first get that, that with uh, Kate Winslet and her mom walking up to the boat and you see their costumes and she lifts her head and the hat goes up. Like it was just like, it's just gorgeous. Like it doesn't matter what the story is. Like just going to see the details alone mm-hmm. <laughs> is worth it. Yeah. It's a fucking experience, man. Yeah. That's gotta be like top 10 best character introductions oh of all absolutely time. Yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah that shot that hat is so fucking perfect and just like the way she tilts her head as the camera's coming down oh it's so sexy so with that yeah. with that whole sequence happening to be shot uh mirror does that mean that that shot is mirrored yeah uh no. yeah all no the, is, no is all, that why uh, she looks so, all looks so perfect is because it's mirrored they're having to part their hairs op- uh, on the opposite side, and like uh, all the lettering was backwards, and everything. All the was, buttons uh, were were opposite yeah. side, like everything yeah. was made backwards. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I, like, I just can't imagine working all of that out, and then I guess nothing really changes with the camera. It's just framing. Yeah, it would just be be, be, be weird to put your head around it. I guess when, once you're on one side, you'd be on one side regardless if things are flopped or not. Like if right. you know if you're shooting on this side of the 180, you'd be shooting on the other side. Although Cameron does break the 180 in this movie quite a bit, and I never have a problem with it. No, it never jumps out to me because he always has like, uh, well, it's even even like when she tells that uh, Kate Winslet's in the elevator and she wants to go save Jack who's handcuffed down to the pipe, and she she gets in that one bellhop and she's just like, "You're gonna go downstairs." That camera is like all over the place, but 
he does this high angle, like looking down on them. That just kind of it kind of sells all the coverage in that whole scene. It just makes it all tie together, and it's what was like, that scene? It works. Yeah, the elevator no, scene. A, yeah. Oh, the elevator scene. Oh, yeah, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, "I'm leaving you," and <laughs> he just goes back oh. up. Dude, I, like, I love seeing cool, the water like like cool, cool. When, like they get they land the and the water starts fall. to fill up. Like, holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Dude, he's when like, the water just starts leaving as he's going back up, like yeah. all that shit's just plays. It's so it's so funny. I mean, like I, it looks so gorgeous, first of all, but like on like a human level, like I feel like you don't really understand the sinking of the ship until you start seeing some of these shots that he's doing, and you're like, oh, this is like serious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is like a real, like horrifying, awful thing, and 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 I feel like it gets worse with age. Like when I was a teenager, I was just like, oh yeah, this is sad, and like now I'm like, oh my god, like I could not even imagine. I could not imagine, especially like the way they show like that the that the lights are on so long. I just don't see that the lights would have stayed on on the ship like that that long. So just imagine people being trapped down on the inside, and it's just pitch black, and you're trying to like get your way through these corridors and swimming and doing whatever you can. It's insane that they were staying down in the electric room of the ship like while it's sinking. They were trapped. They were trapped though. They're not down there for fun. They're try- like remember that's the very first scene is the doors closing and people can't get out. They just like no, that no, no, one no. That's guy the boiler. Under. That's the boiler. That's right, not but the, the but, electrical room of the ship. But remember when he's looking at the the drawing of the ship and he's like the water is going to spill over like this and then like he explains exactly how it's going to travel throughout the ship and where it's going to go and what's going to happen the sequence of events uh, and and how it's going to get shut off and so that's what we s- slowly see. It, and so that's why there is electricity for a while, and that's why there is people in the, I don't know, the all of the different rooms. They can't just leave. Apparently at the top of the uh, boiler rooms, there were escape hatches that you could swim up to and, and like get out of if you could float. Yeah, and I, I think the electric stuff was in the back of the ship, not in the front. Yeah, well, what that would explain why it lasted as long as it did. Yeah. But from a narrative perspective, like, it... it it works really well. The lights are on as long as they are. Yeah, and then I, as it starts to flood the, completely, they would start to spark out and yeah. flicker. I mean, there are a few good, like, terrifying moments where the lights go off and you're like, oh, shit, no, this is about to be what it is for the rest of the... And then it comes back on and you're like, okay, oh, we yeah, well, she's in the hallway time. by herself it's and okay. it gets dark. Yeah, and yeah, she's man. like, oh, shit. She's like, hugs up against the wall. Yeah, man. Oof. Oof. Yeah, the, the, so uh, on the commentary, which is really interesting, if you've, if you've never uh, listened to the commentary on this uh, on this uh, Blu-ray, Cameron gets he dives really deep into so much shit. It's it's really it's fascinating. But he talks about how uh, these sets were designed to uh, either like sink or tilt, and he said like being on them while it's happening, uh, it just kind of like triggers something in you in your brain. You know it's fake, but damn, it makes you feel like you're in a sinking ship. Uh, and and the, they had to kind of get over the, the the fear of even doing it just to be able to film it. Wow. I yeah, I could that. see that. Yeah. The lizard part of your brain is like, we have to get out now. <laughs> because you're just seeing the water rising yeah. and you're feeling it go down. Whatever. Yeah. James Cameron's over there like, oh, this is going to be perfect. All these fuckers are going to be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 100% did that on purpose. I mean, looking yep. at all of those actors and all of the terror in their faces, I believe that it's real 100%. <laughs> no acting required. No acting required. Well, I mean, and with the way he was flooding the sets, you know, it's not, <laughs> those people were getting jerked around for real. They were getting slammed into to the gates for real they were getting sucked into that there's that one scene where they get sucked into the vortex in the main hall 
Uh, that's all real. It's all real, yeah. <laughs> hope they're. I hope James Cameron compensates these people for <laughs> how much he abuses them. Bullshit. He lives. He lives in a house made of money. He just rolls around constantly. Yeah. Thinking about his next trip to Titanic. Apparently, it's an eleven-hour-long trip. What to go down takes eleven hours. The yeah, the dive is in eleven hours. I, you that's can what just I read go. Yes. Did you know you can pay to go and they'll take really? you down there? It's two, only two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. and oh, that's nothing you for get, a multi-millionaire. Well, but filmmaker. you get like multiple days, like and the, the days are six to eight hours down there. Wow! And you have to have like basic require like you know there's basic requirements and I fulfill none of them and I will definitely not be going. Um, but there are. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, like you, you have to like be okay in like small spaces and underwater, and like in, in these suits and all this stuff. How yeah, deep is the Titanic? Two, two and a half miles. Two and a half miles straight down. <laughs> is it just like the abyss, right? <laughs> just like the abyss. Yeah, just like the abyss. Thirteen thousand feet, four hundred, four thousand meters. So it takes it takes that long to to just. I guess they 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 like descend slowly because of pressure. Uh, I think that's when you rise, right? When you come back up, because you don't want to get the bends, so you have to slowly oh, so you, rise yeah, up. Yeah, you have to slow. Okay, yeah. that's weird. I think you have to do the Tom Cruise, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maverick <laughs> face when you're going down. <laughs> you have to do it all that shit. <laughs> that's exactly what it does. What was the budget on this, Brian? Uh, in 1997, uh, this was the most expensive movie ever made at that point with a budget of what they're reporting, $200 million. So it cost just as much to make the film Titanic as it did to make the Titanic. So it is a deal. Like The original Titanic cost $7.5 million, and with uh, inflation, I had that pulled up. And Yeah, oh, there I think it is. The, the movie cost more, actually. Two hundred and twenty-five million five hundred and thirty-eight thousand six hundred thirty-six and thirty-six cents uh, to to build the Titanic today, with what they did back then. Obviously, we can make it cheaper if James Canyon can, Cameron can do all of that for the same price. Whatever, dude. He only got one side of a ship in the top. <laughs> well, plus all that film and 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 diving and four million dollars to go down and dive and do whatever else that they did. You know, as a deal, man. Man, I love all his underwater shots. Oh, it's like, amazing. That that shit feels so, so good. And, and Greeks, just think about it. It's super gnarly. Like, they're down there with two subs, and one sub is has got a bunch of 1,200-watt HMIs on it. And that's lighting everything else. So you, you're, you're, one sub is, is being tracked and shot, and the other one's, like, blasting light. So it's, like, moving lights. Yeah. It's amazing. That's pretty dope. It's, like, super And they only cool. had, like, like, what was it, 12 or 20 minutes on each camera, and they only had two cameras on the outside of the thing. So it's like an 11 hour dive for what 40 minutes of actual footage that they can roll while they're down there. It's actually not that much actual real footage. You'd be surprised how much of that whole beginning uh, sequence is is actually models. Anytime you see two oh, really? subs in a shot, that's a model shot. If you see just oh, one okay. uh, one sub, then that is a uh, that's the real deal. And uh, about three or four shots of the interior are real. The rest of them are are, are like tank shots yeah. inserts and stuff which i was really disappointed to learn that that fucking doll mask that you see like in this like it's like covered in oh, sand it, it's in the trailer then well, they but, cut to that little girl cora they cut yeah, to her yeah yeah it's like <laughs> well, oh shit is that her face like no <laughs> no it's no but they okay so actually that's really interesting because in 1986 when one of the people who was doing a dive um he actually saw the doll mask 
in the wreckage because he's he's reported as almost like falling out because he thought it was like a like an actual child and um and so that james cameron thought it would be cool to have the doll mask in the wreckage in this movie and also you can see the little girl holding the doll on the ship so oh it's her doll okay yeah. it makes yeah, yeah, sense yeah, yeah. oh me that makes okay. a lot more sense yeah. that's yeah. definitely that's not a yeah. boat it's a ship daddy <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> <laughs> you did that too well <laughs> You've been hanging out with too many English folk, Jared. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of attention to detail. Uh, one of the other ones uh, that I learned today was okay. So you know the scene when Rose is you know being lowered in the lifeboat and then she jumps back on board. Ugh. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So Gets me every time. <laughs> while she's doing that, you see two guys jump on the boat oh yeah so those yeah. are actual real people who were first class passengers who were actually helping load all the pass uh, all of the women and children and then as they saw that boat being descended they saw that was the last boat and so they actually jumped on board like that actually really happened um, which was neat they were the last two passengers um who were dry who got into a boat oh wow and so the little the little details like that, um, and the way they put Molly Brown in, they put the Guggenheim in, they put um, Astor in, they put all these like real people with just tiny little details, uh, so you kind of know who they are. It's just it's really neat. Of course, the band going down with the ship. The band going down with the ship. That is a fantastic detail. I love how they even add like, oh, it's okay. They don't listen to us at dinner either. <laughs> yeah, man, I love that whole sequence with all of those guys. And I like how they like, incorporate. Oh, go ahead. No, just their their love of their music. They're like, "Fuck, we're dead anyway. No, half these people are obviously going to die. Let's let's all go out doing the thing we love." Uh, and you have the mom tucking. It's so the touching. T- it really is. You have the mom tucking the two kids into bed. You have all of these details. Really looking at how all of these people are handling it. Some people handle it way better than others. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's life, you know. That's and you have all of these personalities on a ship, and everyone is panicking or or in shock, and it's fa- fascinating. And I also love that they have the chef who survives because he's drunk, um, and he's <laughs> paddling around in the water, still drunk. And uh, yeah, I just I wait. Did he survive? The, I don't I remember. Yeah, he survived. He's the one. He's the one that's he next survived. to Rose. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know ship is, but yeah. do you see him on the rescue ship though? Well, I don't know about that, but I know, it, that, but I know the, that he in does real, survive. In, in the real life, story, he, he, survives. he survives. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah he, you didn't see him in the movie, but definitely his the actual guy definitely survived. Yeah. If you uh, ever get um, shipwrecked, you should. Um, Drink a lot of alcohol to survive. Um, and stand on the back of the ship as it goes down. Yeah. Oh my God, that you actually bothered be me because when he says breathe, you know, take a deep breath now, it and then it cuts too, too to the back. Yeah. And I was way like, no. Early. I was like, no, way too early. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too early, man. Because <laughs> I, I did it with them. I was like, yeah, <gasps> same. Fucking same. And I was and, like trying to think <laughs> about it. And I was like, oh, hell no. That was way too early. <laughs> oh, no, no. Too no. early. No. Oh, my gosh. She should have been like, Jack, you're fucking. <gasps> <laughs> Oh, but then he tries to kiss her, too. Like, the ship is going, like, the ship is underwater, pulling them down. And he's like, let me just, like, give her a kiss. I was like, sir, this is not the appropriate time. No. Whatever. That may be the only time, Kristen. What are you talking about? No, do it beforehand before you take the breath. No, not underwater. Yeah, before the breath. No, because especially with that water, when it hits you like that, I have never been in that cold water, and I hope to God I never am. But I don't think that you're going to be doing much, including kissing, okay? Like, I just don't think that's going to happen they, also, had been, they, they were tempered by that point because they've been all in the water i i have not 
been in the middle of the Atlantic like that. But I'm pretty sure you would see more stars, especially in 1912. Uh, that was Neil deGrasse Tyson's one beef with this movie. Okay. All right. I was going to say, I think, <laughs> I think you would it, have it's way fixed. more stars. It's fixed on the one we were watching. It is. It's he. Well, he. It, he, it's not that you couldn't see stars. Though. No, the you stars see some that stars, but the stars like, that like are showing up are, are fake stars, and they're apparently in the form of the uh, of the heart of the ocean necklace. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, "That's bullshit. That's, that's not what it looked like in 1912." Yeah. And so for the for the the re release of the 3D version, they actually fixed that one shot so you could see what the stars would have actually looked like on that night. In oh, that okay. That's that's interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. I, that's yeah. The stars really irritated me. And the other one thing that really irritated me was when Jack and Rose have their little sexual escapade and mm-hmm. um, she they climb into the carriage and Rose sees a rose in the carriage and that's what I guess gives I don't know cur- gives her courage or I don't She's know like, permission my flower okay but like the rose <laughs> we can in the back, back of that the car in yeah. a second yeah. teenagers do it. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> okay but that rose would not have been like um they've been on alive. yeah thank you it would have been no, like it wilted definitely would have been very wilted they hadn't been there something. that long you see, you see that car being put on the on the ship at the very beginning yeah i know it, how long do you think roses last uh, why couldn't it barely only rose? four days no i don't did they have fake roses back then i don't know i mean did in they, a first class car they not have fabric back then that they had clothes they could make fake roses right come on if I was a first class passenger and someone put a fake rose in my car, I'd be I'd be unhappy. I'm just saying for the record. Maybe they just do that. For <laughs> There's first a class steward people. that has to go out there every day and change that rose out. <laughs> That's okay, right. uh, it's like I support that. It's a <laughs> fucking job. Yeah. Like okay, but hold on, day. because do we know that Rose is a virgin though? Because um Cal says to her, You are my wife. If not in name, then by oh, whatever the line is, by oh, yeah, everything no, he, else. No, no, no. He, he definitely gets pissed at her that one time when he's like, I thought you were going to come to me last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know that she's like a virgin. No, no she's totally no a virgin. There's no implication that she's a No, that she's totally what? a virgin. No, that's the whole thing. Like when, when he comes and gives her the heart of the ocean, he's trying to get her to fuck him. That's the whole implication there. He says, you know, like, you know, uh, what's, what's his line? Like, uh, you know, like, I'll give you anything you want if you open your heart to me. He's not saying, I want you to open your heart to me. I want you to spread oh, your legs yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then yeah. later he has the other line where he says, you're my wife in every aspect, if not in name. Yeah. Implying that's that because, they No, no. That's because they're yeah. engaged. They're betrothed to each other. The, his... Her mom is literally selling him for her his her daughter from fucking money. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny because we're in terms of like Hollywood and fashion pedophilia and selling and selling their children. I have always been like that's so weird. Like because the rumor is that like you know people just sell their children, and I'm like, why would they do that? That makes no sense. But then in this movie, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, I don't get it. I don't support this, but like. <laughs> She's trying to save the family, Kristen. <laughs> Do you want me to become a seamstress? <laughs> Valid yes. question. Valid <laughs> question. <laughs> Fucking go yeah. some shit. Sew it all. Yes, mom. Yeah, yeah. The the mom's pretty terrible. I always hated the mom, and I never understood her. And then. I- I'm not s- supporting her in m- most of the things that she does, but I w- did understand more of her actions this time around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really dislike her character. Yeah, she's just terrified that she's going to be penniless, and so she's—it's those eyes, man. She's just so serious all the time, yeah. and just like glaring at motherfuckers. Well, she is because again, she's about to be poor, and she knows what that's like. <laughs> Maybe 
She doesn't want she anything to do with it. Doesn't want to know. Yeah, yeah. I I do really like uh, now that we're on the the evil people. I I do like Billy Zane a lot in this movie. I know He's some people give him crap, but I think. Who do you know, Brian? Because I question. Kristen, the if you go, of if you go look up any fucking reviews on this movie, people are going to talk about uh, the script's cr- uh, crap uh, because the dialogue's bad and it sounds really cheesy and doesn't sound like anybody wrote it. And Billy Zane looks like he's in a different movie. And to be fair, both of those complaints are true. I don't think that they're flaws, though. This is an old Hollywood movie. It's a love story. All love stories have fucking cheesy lines. Okay. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, if, yeah. if you don't, if you're not laughing a little bit at Jerry Maguire, it's because you're really sucked into it. And you're watching <laughs> it the first time, you know, you had me at hello. Oh, that's a great fucking line. Get the fuck out of here. No, it just works <laughs> in the moment because you're feeling yeah. fucking emotions. Yeah. Not that yeah, Billy yeah, Zane's yeah. great. He's, he's over the top, but he's, he's a fucking psychopath and he's, it's like, old and, and he's got great eyebrows and a, and a decent wig and, and he's that looking wig good, is- man. Brilliant. That wig is doing a lot of work. Yeah, it is. And you can see, you can see the, the lacing around the, the edge of yeah, his hairline. Right? Billy Zane How long is that dude perfect in this? Okay, forever. But he he looks good though. He's got that quintessential Bren, Brendan Fraser hair. Uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. good. Let's talk about these bookends. Old what, are you Rose. About those VHSs you got? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Old Rose and uh, Bill Paxton. They're. Uh, I'm Bill Paxton. Welcome to Titanic. And James Cameron's uh, wife. The old Wait, lady. Which one is his wife? <laughs> <laughs> the granddaughter. The granddaughter. Yeah. That's okay, James can Cameron's we talk wife? about the granddaughter? Wife, yes. What? How insensitive wow. is it to hear your grandmother talk about like the love of her life and nothing to do with like your grandfather? Yeah, well, insensitive? that's yeah, I think so. I agree, and I, I also, think it's kind of hardcore. <laughs> like she's it's intense. She's like it was the most erotic time of my life. Well, I love she said up up until that point. Up, up until, until that point. Oh, and then yeah. she looks over. She's yeah. like, now your father, dear. <laughs> yeah. Your grandfather, dear. That's where yeah, I, I just actually... love that when she sees the picture of herself being naked from when she was 17, she's basically like, wasn't I a fucking snack? You know, she said, right, wasn't I a right? Yeah, that's, that's accurate. Um, the... accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and as she should, like, what? She, she knew she was attractive. She's still attractive as, like, a 101-year-old lady. Come on now. She's killing it. A lot of that but, was makeup, though. Like, they put those liver spots and stuff on her. I was like, her skin is, like, very thin. I don't... That's impressive if they made that. I think she was <laughs> in her 70s. She was 80. 86, 80? I think. Really? She literally did live to actually be 100 before she passed away, though. Does she look like that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't... Probably look worse, right? Yeah. Come on. Real life's always worse yeah. than makeup. Yeah, look yep. at Dick Van Dyke. Yep. It's pretty bad. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's still got it, though. Yeah. Still dancing with penguins. <laughs> so what? You don't like Bill Paxton in the bookends or what? Like, I think what, Bill Paxton's great in this. I like Bill Paxton. I just, man, that earring is so douchey. He's supposed to be a douche. I mean, he's working he with is, the Russians. Dude. That to, earring like, communicates a, a lot of it okay. really quickly. Can you see how he opened the safe and just like, fuck all these documents? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> give me the shit. Give me the shit. He's throwing stuff out. Fuck Jack Dawson's drawings. I do think Bill Paxton's <laughs> probably the worst actor in the movie, though. I like okay. Bill Paxton. Listen, I, do. I, like I love him. Bill Paxton, but he's not a good actor. But I love him anyway, and I enjoy everything that he's in. But I don't think he's a good actor. And sometimes so, he's okay. Oh, come sometimes on, he's, come sometimes on. He's, no, he's I'm, so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's not a good great. actor. 
He is fine. great in that. Fine, fine, fine. You've seen Big Love. He's great. I love can, Bill Paxton. He's fantastic, but he's not a good actor. You could be great in things without being a good actor. Yes. You just have to find those characters exactly. that you can channel well enough to exactly. actually be believable, and that's Bill Paxton. Yes, there you go. I kind of hated how Bill Paxton, his character, um, is certain. He's he's you know again he's working with the Russians to basically rob graves, and this is his character set up. And at the end, he's like. Wow, I didn't understand that there are people involved, and I'm a terrible person. And he throws away his cigar, and he stops looking for the the necklace. And I'm just like, sir, you yeah. can't just. First of all, that's a perfectly good cigar. And second of it, all, it was. yeah, I was offended that he threw it over. And second of all, like you're still kind of doing your job. Like it's okay that you're looking for, you're looking to recover stuff. I I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay to yeah. have ulterior motives while you're also doing science. <laughs> but no, but they're not doing science. They, they're spending millions of dollars to go find this this rock. No, that's what James Cameron did. <laughs> he didn't make the rock. <laughs> no, no, I was Welcome talking about how he did rock. like he did several dives to the actual Titanic while he was pre-production, pre-producing the movie, whatever. Before he actually got the the whole thing sold. He did like secret dives to the Titanic. Secret. I think it's okay that he's a treasure hunter, though. It doesn't yeah. bother me. It doesn't bother no. me, honestly. Yeah. It does bother me that he suddenly just gives it up. I was like, "What are you doing? You're so close." And then he she had just... a three-hour-long, heartwarming <laughs> tale about the woman's love of her life. If that didn't change you as the audience member, and Bill I Paxton do, is no. not the same person, I do after... love that shot of everybody. We watching. are all Bill Paxton. If anything, no. Listen, if anything, after listening to her story and watching all of that, I want to find all of her fucking shit. Why should it be at the bottom of the ocean? She should be able to look at. Do you saw? You saw how happy she was when she saw her picture and her little butterfly clip. Let's find all of no, this fucking shit, yeah, okay? Oh, that was good. Yeah, come I, on. I love that line when she's like, "Oh, this looks just like it did last time I saw it." Reflections change. Reflections change. I love a great that. line. It's a good line. Yeah. Yeah, I do not know why people give this script fucking shit, man. God, it kind of it, it like it, it fucking irritates me, man. Just like motherfuckers write something better than goddammit. If this is shit, yeah, because, give me great. Yeah. It's because yeah. if if you watch the uh, all the uh, three hours of deleted scenes, there's some bad shit in this movie, but they cut it all out. Yeah. Like that's, the, that's the, that's shit, the shit, the shit, the shit that didn't land. Some shit, yeah. And and also, which kind of sucks because the in, in all of this um, deleted scene stuff, they're building this relationship between uh, Bill Paxton's uh, Brock character and Rose's granddaughter. And now that all these scenes have been cut, uh, there's like these fleeting glances that you're supposed to pick up yeah. on the relationship that I doesn't feel really most land. Of that, though. Yeah, really? It, it, it just doesn't kinda, go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere, and they don't ever build on it, and it just feels kind of odd and kind of yeah. half-heartedly yeah. thrown throughout. Wait, do they have a relationship in the movie? They do. Oh, in I the full version of the movie. Well, in the full oh, version oh, of the movie. Oh, oh. Wait, they don't have a relationship. They're just flirting They're building more. to it. And then up at the end, they pretty much like... Do you want to go dance? You, know, you, you yeah. want to go. You, yeah, yeah. That's what he asked her. But, I mean... Oh, I do feel like I've seen that deleted scene bit. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. dialogue's terrible, and then like the deliveries, and then, and then you see, you see the lines that are still in the film, and they stick out because they're so well delivered. It's weird, like all, all mm. the you you see them picking these terrible like like threads out of the film and and like piecing things together. It's kind of interesting to watch all of it. That's fascinating. I will say, in terms of the script, I actually was watching it, especially after the script from the Abyss and that shit show, but. Um, <laughs> I thought this one improved significantly 
Is it like a masterpiece? I don't. Yes. Yeah, I actually wasn't gonna say yes because, and uh, not because it's like incredibly well written, but because of the way it's directed and the way it's acted and the way it all works. It's yes, you're caught up in the emotions and it works in the moment. It works in the movie. I think it. Yeah, in that sense, it is a masterpiece. If you just looked at it on its own, I don't know. I. I, I it has it does have a lot of cheesy moments in it or cheesy lines in it, but it works. It works in this movie. So I'm saying, if well, you're gonna do a romance, so all romance stories have really cheesy moments. Like you just you can't escape that. Like expressing yeah. yourself in yeah. a very like lovey dovey over the top way, it's gonna come out sounding, you know, unless you're the person receiving it, you're gonna be like, come on, brother, that's a little cheese. <laughs> but also at a meta level, that's a fucking movie. Like we're not we're not judging movies based on an individual frame or even individual scenes. We're judging it on the emotional experience as a whole, how the characters progress from the start to the finish, how we feel after we're walking out of the theater. This is a masterpiece because of the overall accomplishment that the whole three hours fucking gives us. Yeah, I agree with that. James Cameron just had to ruin the I'm King of the World line at the Oscars. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, because that even works in the movie. <laughs> I think it works really well in the movie. Is it cheesy? Yeah, sure, it feels, but it feels fun though. It's like, so much fun. Like he is on top of the world at this moment. Like that fits at that moment for him. I thought I didn't have any problem with it. Yeah, that whole opening like has just so much fanfare and fun, and the fucking dolphins and and like oh, everything yeah, good yeah. in the world and smiles and waves and and everything's so everything fucking beautiful well. and warm and yeah, and everybody's just so fucking happy. We're going to America, you know, like you don't know yeah. anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just fucking wave. wave. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like we're the fucking. I'm the goddamn luckiest motherfucker in the world. You know. Yeah. Not really. It's great. Well, I mean, he he's still got the fuck rose. He's pretty damn lucky. I'm not going to lie. I have I'm not to gonna say, though, the, <laughs> the one thing that I'm really tired of is this whole trope of, like, you know, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. And, like, you get one night while you're being chased by her fiance. <laughs> <laughs> and then you die uh, in a shipwreck. Like, that, I'm, I don't know if that is better. <laughs> well, wait, if he had not loved, he still would have died in that shipwreck. So, yeah, in, th- in this case, it is better to have loved because at least you got some before you died. Otherwise, okay, but in terms, okay, fine, have. fine. And his point of view, fine. But in terms of her point of view, uh, that's not okay. And, and, and I really hated how wait, they show okay? her. Listen, what? listen, I haven't gotten what? there yet. Calm down. All right. I'm fired up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the end, when she lays down to bed, you see all her pictures, and you're you're like, oh, look, she did live a, a life just like he wanted. There she is yeah. riding Perfect. with one leg on each side of the horse. She's doing all of this stuff. She's living her life just the way that they prompt, like he, you know, she promised him that she Promise would me, do. Rose. But then she goes to sleep and she dies and she goes back to that moment everyone's been waiting for her leo is waiting for her because this was the pinnacle of her life this was the best time of her life her husband doesn't matter her kids don't matter her grandkids don't matter she goes back to the titanic that is where she belongs which says to me that did she she probably didn't really live that big of a life if her if that is her or, whole 
the whole like her entire death scene is centered around her going Whoa, back stop, to or stop, stop, she's stop, 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 stop. fucking sleeping and dreaming because she's been telling this story for the last who, six who hours the fuck said she died there is nothing indicating she's actually yeah, dead what are you talking about? even in the fucking script he specifically wrote it to be ambiguous it says she could be sleeping or maybe something else or and, maybe yeah maybe to be, something else. to be yeah. fair she is breathing and that shot going over the pictures you see her in the you background. See you moving. see her chest move. I'm just saying. She's like real old. I don't know if she can hold her breath though. That <laughs> you just, be like you just okay, okay, okay. But seriously, <laughs> if a- you just spent the last three hours or four hours telling your your most like heart wrenching emotional story of a person that you fell in love with over the course of two fucking days, and you had never told that story before, even to your your family. Would you dream about it? Don't him? you? Th- yeah. Don't you think you would fall asleep dreaming about it? I Come mean, on. sure, but it, did that look like a dream where she is? Yeah, you know, it looked that looked like, like a, a reunion. No, it looked like a re uh, a reunion. Everyone who had died was because also she's there. dreaming about a reunion, Kristen. Yeah, that's why it looked oh. that way. I mean, otherwise, well, like, no. why would it start with the old ship? Is that and then is turn that new? what dreams look like, or is that what death looks like? I'm just saying. So, oh, so you're saying her spirit flew down to the bottom of the ocean into the old yeah, ship, that's why and I then the ship became it. new again, and that's why she she was... went back to the best part of her life. That's sad. That's sad that that's the best part of her life. But how cool was that shot, though? It was really cool. It was really good. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Like, it looks it, like, amazing. Make you fucking cry. Amazing. Yes. Like, yes. Like, yes. And, and then he's he's wearing his like his like poor guy clothes instead of like you know the, it's the, the same shot as the, as earlier in the film when he's in the tuxedo, dude. Oh my god, absolutely perfect. It it is kind of amazing. Masterful filmmaking. Brian, perfect. what what? No, no, I'm just listening. Oh, I thought you. Were... Okay. No, I understand the way it's shot. It does look like she Rose is dead, and if she is dead. If she is going back to meet Jack and her husband that she had all these kids with and grandkids with isn't there, I do see that as problematic. It it, it does make you question that. Hopefully, she's just asleep though, and this is just like a this is a dream. I, this is the I old lady's last asleep. what dream? No, listen. I thought she was asleep <laughs> for like years, and I don't. I think when I was in my twenties, <laughs> people were like, "No, she was dead." And uh, that then I when I watched it again, I was like, "Yeah, she's one hundred percent dead." Um, <laughs> I always thought she was dead. I, I I will I will uh yeah. Yeah, I also thought she was dead when I watched it again. Yeah. But thinking about it, like there's room for it to be sleeping or not. Sure, but, yeah, of but, course. Yeah. Just like in every movie, they never want you to, to know that they no. killed off the main character. It's always ambiguous for people who have hope and optimism and sure, you know, sure. a happy life. Um but for it's the rest of me. us I am um, that person. We know that she's dead. <laughs> I mean but uh, but okay. You are correct. You are accurate. At the end of this thing, if she has a family and a grandchild, at least one, and probably more, probably great-grandchildren, it is a bit of a red flag that she's not actually thinking about her actual life of of all these people that she's known and loved and cared for and begotten. But as a narrative element at the end of this fucking movie... Oh, it's real good, actually. (laughs) Yeah. You can't have anything else. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, you can't. Like, I don't care if it works in, in real life or if you think about it for three fucking seconds. At the end of this fucking movie, you want to see Rose with Jack. That's what you want to see. And that's what he fucking gives us. Listen. Yeah, you get your I, cake and eat it, too, that way. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. 
in terms of that yes and i did actually really enjoy the love story between jack and rose i um again was not sure what i would think because it's been so long since i've seen it but i was very pleasantly surprised at how much i still enjoyed their love story oh it fucking sold me the entire goddamn time i was just walking on cloud nine being like oh You kind of you kind of hope like the the ship doesn't hit the iceberg. It's like I mean you know yeah. maybe I watch yeah. it this time like something different will happen. No. Maybe it'll be like a choose your own adventure thing. It'll like pop up every time TV. you watch it, you're like, wait, can he actually fit on that door though? Like, is there something nearby? There has to be a way. I think it's, it's like a it's like a headboard or like a part of a um, I mean, part of like a see, fireplace or something. When he try, there's a moment where he tries to climb on it and the whole thing starts to fucking flip over. He and doesn't try. Hard okay, enough, to though. be fair, he doesn't try, and he grabs the other side. Of Does course, it once. pulls like the wrong he way. He tries once, it starts to flip. He's like, "Fuck, we can't do it." It. I mean, James Cameron went on fucking MythBusters and was like, "Yes, I should have made the door a little bit smaller," because they were like, "Well, they could no. have taken her life preserver off and put it on the bottom, and then they could both have fit on, and it would have been fine." And, and like, there's this level of like. Okay, yeah, it probably maybe could have worked, but also they were fucking freezing, and would they have both lasted well enough while it was that fucking cold? There's only cold one way to find all, out, like, okay? Like, you need to put him on something to find out if they could have both lasted. And the fact that this is still a question <laughs> that everyone cares about. Like, obviously, James Cameron wanted to kill him, and this is not up for, yeah. you know, he he's I mean, very clear that... Jack could not have survived. Like, there's no way. But the fact As that a, no, he's, everyone that's what he wants said him on the to, show. Yeah, yeah, the fact that everyone wants him to, I think, is a testament to this love story. I, that's literally what I was about to say. The fact <laughs> that everyone is still fucking debating this after it's come out so long ago, and we're still like, no, he could have left. <laughs> And people I, I fucking care about yeah, this and, and I, that is amazing I That's absolutely love their relationship you know he is he is this free spirited person and she wants to be free spirited and, 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 so and the fact that they like manage to get together at all and just have so much fun is amazing I feel like we don't see enough relationships like this I would yeah, have loved yeah, yeah. that's I think that's part of the reason I, I really love this so much and I wish they could have lasted because imagine how much fun they could have had together, you know? Learn how to that's spit that, like a man. <laughs> that's why that one fucking scene at the end of the movie where you're just dollying across all of her pictures from her life lived that she has to take with her to fly in a helicopter to a fucking ship in the middle of the Atlantic. Because she knows. No, she's I need dying. my pictures. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but also like this she she decided she was completely changed after that experience and not in just the traumatic like i lived through uh, the sinking of the fucking titanic but like her love and her relationship with him changed her for the rest of her life that's the shit that makes this thing so fucking timeless yeah it's amazing yeah and it's it's just irritating that like he had to change her life by you know by he didn't change her life by dying but like why does he have to die i hate that i hate that when you have to kill off uh, a really perfectly good relationship because they actually did have a really good relationship yeah and yeah he did change her and she changed him like like it was just it's just beautiful yeah because if they had a bad relationship then nobody would feel sad about it okay but listen (laughs) (laughs) this is a movie we're trying to you know not have dry eyes now everyone's gonna be crying anyway do you see those little kids get murdered come on they weren't murdered. They were murdered loud. by the water. Okay? They're probably running was, up and down. They those were drowned. 
Did, uh, you, did uh, you, oh my did gosh! But the old couple that's There's, dying together. Oh, oh that's, that's a good that couple. They get me every time. The one that really, uh, and I don't even know why, but the one that really, really gets me the most is the family that is has stopped in front of the sign because they're trying <gasps> to translate yes! the sign. Oh, and God, I was like, yes. oh no! Oh. And it's like the the two parents oh. and the kids, and like they're just stopped in the middle because like, they don't know hurry, which way to go. And hurry. I was like, oh. And he's just reading the fucking book. Like I don't know what it says. I, I like that, that's but at the insane. same time, that that is one of those moments where I'm like, guys, just you just go up. Just go up the stairs. Yeah. Just kind of like, I mean, <laughs> eventually, regardless of which direction you go, you're going to hit some stairs. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. He's it, trying to do the right thing and save time for his family, which is what makes it so heartbreaking. And we know you're right, Brian. But that is what makes it so heartbreaking is that he's trying to save yeah. his family in the best way that he knows how. And he's not going to do it. Yep. And everybody just in that single fleeting moment, you're like, there's six things you could be trying. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Vasquez always, uh, or whatever the the woman with her kid and, and tucking him in or reading him the story oh, yeah. in bed. I is oh, that man. the woman from Terminator Two? Yeah, that's John Connor's mom or yeah, John Connor's mom. John Connor's yeah. fucking step. Wolfie's Wolfie's, Wolfie's fine. fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that one bothers me, man. I, I just. Oh, the man. fact that you're not even trying to uh, to escape and you're just like, well, all the gates are locked. And I'm just like, well, you know, if you went down just a little bit further, Leo, Kate and all the other, you know, people, they knocked a, a gate down. If you just get off your fucking ass and walk another corridor, maybe you guys could survive. It's just kind of it, it always bothers me that they just fucking just sit there and just fucking wait. And those are kids, the old people I get. That doesn't bother me. Like, you're old. You're like, man, fuck. I, I don't know if I can eat. I don't even know if I want to sit in the boat. My joints are going to be all cramped. My back's going to hurt. Fuck this shit. I get that one. But I'm going to ride this bitch to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the kids. That one bothers me, man. We have to wait for the first class people to get on the boats, and then they'll let the third class people. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's realistic because, you know, like... I don't, it's just like everybody's got the, the class system so beaten down in their head, and we see that through all the characters throughout the movie, but it, it does irritate me a little. This is not, this is someone already dead, but I think my favorite already dead person is the lady in the dress floating in the water. Oh, yeah. What a great shot. Yeah, that's amazing. Creepy. And that's when the music changes also, and that's when you realize, I, like, I, again, you already know the ending, but like, that's when you. <laughs> realize how many people are gonna die dude that shot where um we we pull wide and we see all the people in the water oh fucking flipping out yeah it's yeah. like chilling it, it's it, it's all hope is lost you know like it, it's insane and that's exactly how it'd be people would be like jumping on top of everybody like fucking like pushing people under just doing whatever they can to try to stay up just mass, mass pandemonium. I wish there were more people because they said fifteen hundred people died, and I know a lot, pe- a lot of people were went down with the ship, but like that did not look like fifteen hundred people. This did not even look like a thousand people. It looked like a couple hundred, maybe. What are you talking like, about? You can't even see no. the edge. It's just so many people. Like you can't, you can't I even see like a circle. People. I mean, it's... more people. 
What? More people dying. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to look like a Lord of the Rings fucking battle, bro. In the water. Like, yes. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's this what I want to like see. water troll just took out all these <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gandalf comes riding over the top of the hill. Oh, my gosh. The people, the 12 people in the lifeboat Is looking at all there? of the people in the water. Oh, my gosh. Hello. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's me I don't even need the whistle I'm like <laughs> oh man you think if Rose ever thought like man I pulled that fucking whistle out of that dead mood's mouth <laughs> it's like put it right she in she dragged mouth. it through the water like, before like, she put it in she was fine it's salt water it's clear, you know? clean in that salt water yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine <laughs> It's, it was a little bit frozen. It wouldn't blow at first. <laughs> you would think that if people were like look were like over there like dying, and look over and they see Rose like floating on that fucking like panel, they'd be like, "Yeah, no one need, else tried to get on that thing." I need to get over there and knock her ass off. Of. They have that in deleted scenes. They cut it out. They cut out where, what? Uh, Someone trying to knock her off. Where she's yeah, like, like beating like, people beating off with some, a shoe. <laughs> she's like, ah, ah. That's why she survived. She's so warm from like fighting all these she's people. Fucking killing motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> she lasted just a little bit longer from all her flailing appendages. But she's fighting people off with Jack. Was Jack has already dropped at that point, and she was fighting people off. Oh no! She got separated from Jack when that guy tried to drown her. I mean, not like on purpose, yeah. but he was trying to get up. Out of the water, and he chose to climb on her. Yeah, yeah. No, like, she like, was she down. was holding on to Jack until she saw the boat, and then realized she had to let right. go and yeah, go okay. swim to get the the whistle. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, she could you imagine if? Uh, yeah, she did. Like, she, could you imagine if she had held on to him <laughs> while she was trying to whistle? And she's like, "No, you have to come too." Oh my god, it would be. This would turn from like a romance movie to like a no girl. You need therapy. Uh, she, what, she just brings so the fast. dead body with her. Yeah, she's like, oh my yeah. God, he has to come too. He's still alive. I mean, it's movie rules, you know. Now it's it's a cold zombie water. Movie. You can bring him back to life. Come on. Yeah, this is true. Just, he needs it's to just like, like the abyss. <laughs> it's the exact same scene from the abyss. Oh he, she's just she smacking just the shit out of him. him. <laughs> she's like and like beating on his chest. No, she just like takes his pants off, starts like smacking the shit out of his guy. She's like, fight, goddamn you! <laughs> she starts putting the heart paddles on his balls. <laughs> and Chris is like, this is why doctors don't save men. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's because their hearts it is. Now you've face. recreated the whole scene. <laughs> right Anybody got anything else? Or are we moving on to ratings here? What's everyone's favorite costume? We talked about Ooh, costumes, but that's a good question. Rose's intro mm. and uh, Rose's intro, yeah, Jack with I the suspenders. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good with his with his poly- his collar popped. You know, either way, you know, I can take it with his like, or even when he's got his uh, I don't know what what is that called the the undershirt? Like it looks like a like a the top of some long johns or it's, something. It's blousy. No, but like when he's like painting her and stuff. And he's got like his uh, uh, um, suspenders, and they're like off, and they're like just like hanging down. Love the lighting in that scene; it's beautiful. That is really a nice scene. I think my favorite dress. I love all of. Ugh, it's so hard to pick because the costume design in this is outstanding, and they're all so 
the attention to detail I mean across the entire movie is just perfect but I think my favorite dress that she wears is the one that is in the sinking um with the with the little overcoat just the the pink and the blue yeah it looks good dry it looks good soaking wet like yeah she spends the last 45 minutes of the movie in that thing that is that is what's burned into my brain from this film for yeah, sure. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I always the dress I always think of is the beaded one that she wears when she tries to kill herself. Oh, the red. I like it's that. Got, like one, little yeah. little flowery kind of. Yeah. yeah, looks good. But I mean, even when you look at like the little like the poor little immigrant children, like that little girl when he, uh, Kate and Leo are down uh, doing the Irish jig, but before he's he's dancing with that little girl, her little outfit is just perfect too. You're still my best girl. Yeah. She's like yes. Yeah. She probably still dated him. <laughs> yeah. I, I read a... She's uh, probably I read too a, old uh, now, though. This movie was made 25 article, years ago. Yeah, well, I read an article with that girl that came out last year and talking about her time uh, with Leo and all that back then. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Oh, the little girl. What did she say? Yeah, the little girl. She said it was a good time. You know, they, like everybody just had a good time. She just... Uh, I don't know. It was just good little cute memories. Oh, all right. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing bad. Okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like he was like I'll hit you up in fifteen years. <laughs> don't don't worry. No. <laughs> his heart will speaking of the clothing, in his head. <laughs> uh, speaking of the clothing, though, I, I love the corset scene where mom's like tightening oh, the corset on her. Yeah, yeah. like she's just it, it's such a strict little like you know like punishment. Well, yeah. it's so funny. It's a great narrative device in that yeah. moment, for sure. The original scene was written that Rose was tightening her mother's corset, and they yeah. were like, oh, it work, might work better the other way around. And it really does. It's such a power move, even though it's just considered like normal at that point in time, just normal, you know, underwear. But it's such a power move as she's tired and delivering, you know, her instructions for Rose. Like, it's it's so wonderful. Is it possible to take a corset off by yourself? I mean, yes. no, Ray, because nobody does. Okay, yeah, cause you're, so, like, you're, you're like, you're like, uh, you try to, you try to end your night, and you're like, fuck, I'm like, got a pair of scissors. I'm like, god damn it, I don't no, get this right. thing off. So, uh, <laughs> yes, but it would be hard. It would be really hard to do. But technically, you could just like theoretically, you could put one on yourself, like, and you can use like. Like I've heard of people using doorknobs to tighten their corsets so that they can put them on themselves. So like you can technically do it, um, but it's just like way easier if you have like a person there. Wait, wow. hold up. How does a doorknob help them tie a corset? Oh, because back? um, okay. So the way a corset works is you. She stands up and she's got one on. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, first hook it in the front. You do the metal brackets, and then um, you tighten the laces in the back. And so uh, you need you really need someone to help you. That's what you needed to do is to tighten the laces. And so if the laces are super super long and can actually wrap around your waist several times, um, wow. And so that is what you would hook over the door knob and you can just like pull, pull against the doorknob to tighten the laces on your own um i don't recommend that again you should really have like someone to help you I think wait a minute you, like you, you ti- you're 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 tying one end to the doorknob or both ends no, to the doorknob? no 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 so um they're not it's not like um it's not like a shoelace it's um it's like a it's like a loop-de-loop thing so you just put the loops over the doorknob so, so like if you pull the corset completely to completely loosen the laces the laces will not come out unless you get like a super cheap corset like from amazon for like 30 bucks that will totally come out you can 100 percent tie that like wait are you are, are you fucking for real i, I, I could have sworn i've seen people like tie those 
and they're like shoelaces. Like, have I yeah, made that up my entire ones. life? Cheap? No, 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 no. You can get cheap ones like that. But like, if you get like a nice like seven hundred thousand dollar corset, um, you can't really seven hundred thousand dollars. No, no, not seven. <laughs> There's a comma. Uh, you can probably you can probably get a seven hundred thousand dollar one. Maybe probably. Um, but no, no. If you get like a nice proper corset that's fitted to you. Um, yeah, no, no, no. The the laces are like in there. Wow. I mean, obviously, I don't wear a lot of corsets. I mean, like you can like take them out and replace them, also. Um, and you again, you can get like again, you can get cheap ones for like thirty bucks. And you okay? But like, I feel like I do need a disclaimer here. If you do get one of those, you do need to replace the. They come with ribbons, and you can't really fucking tie. Like, you need to replace those with something else. Again, you can even use like shoelaces. But like, yeah, the ones, the cheap ones, come with ribbons. Please don't use that. Wait, why shouldn't you use the ribbon? Is it just like? comes loose too easily or yeah. stays too tight no it's oh, okay. it's not it won't it's not really secure oh got it okay you've been listening to Kristen's corset corner <laughs> only on the movie crew podcast well actually here's an we can talk more about corsets if you want okay yeah. okay so here's actually a really interesting thing about corsets <laughs> um they don't like you know, there's like all this propaganda that says they're really bad and super uncomfortable. But really what they do is um, they sent you in if they are done correctly. And this is how you know they're done incorrectly, actually. So they sent you in at this fatty part of your waist. And so it doesn't actually hurt if you are putting on a corset and it hurts. You have done it wrong. Please take it off immediately. Too tight. <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with being too tight. It has to do with you having it in the wrong place on your body and it is moving your organs around. That is not what it is oh, supposed God. to do. That is why it hurts. Because you did something wrong. Uh, it should not hurt. And you should still like you're you should have like a, you know, a stiffer back and whatnot. But you should still be able to move comfortably and breathe comfortably. You should not have any actual issues if you are wearing a corset that fits you that is put on correctly. Corsets are actually not like torture devices uh, like we think they are. Unless it was Taco Bell Day. Well, sure. OK. All the actresses <laughs> were complaining about those goddamn corsets, though. <laughs> Every single one of them. They do. I mean, they do give you like a, you know, it's straight up and down back. Uh, it's really good for your spine. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe I need and to men used to wear them too. Yeah. No, they actually make corsets for men. Men used to wear them, um, what, in like the 1800s, I think. Anybody got anything else? Do we want to talk about the production <laughs> design on this? Because it was amazing. And also on a personal note, I really enjoyed all of the plants on the decks. That was when they would walk around. They had beautiful plants. There were a lot of plants. Really do they nice. still do that on cruises? Like, do they have plants yeah. like that? Oh, they do. I really like that. Yeah. Like, I think we should just have more plants in general when we travel. Um, like on airplanes, maybe that would help. Um how awful they are but i um really enjoyed all of this and all of the plates oh my god could you imagine all of those porcelain plates oh, when they crashed out man that moment is so rough that was amazing it was beautiful i was like i really would love to have enough money to crash a bunch of plates like that over and over and over <laughs> again how many takes do you yeah. think they did of that was like was it one take or like one no, and done fucking many. one <laughs> Fucking one. I mean, that's up there with like those those kinds of movie moments where like the wife is pissed off at the husband, so she walks into the kitchen and starts throwing one plate at a time to like illustrate how pissed she is. But like this is all of them at the same time. It's like, oh my god. I love so seeing the plates. dining room, the dining room floating, uh, like filling up, and then you can see all the tables floating, and then the, and then you see oh, dishes yeah. and things floating across, and, chairs and then all the chairs and, shit. and stuff. So fucking haunting and creepy, man. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh, and they had all those lounge chairs also. Like I just the yeah. the whole look was just incredible to see. 
I'm just so fascinated by the fact that, like, for how much money and detail and effort went into making all these things, like, historically accurate for the time and for the, the actual ship itself, how many of those tiny things, they also were just like, cool, now we're going to cover it all in water. And they all had to be made uh, durable enough to be able to do multiple takes. Especially, yeah. like, they, they would talk about how they would, like, flood these rooms and then we'd have to dry them out. How the fuck does that work? And how long does that take between takes? I guess they may, maybe you, you, you have a shot set up on this tank and then you run your take and then you're like, all right, reset. That's going to take two hours. Now we're going to move over here for this other set that's already or the Or the shots where, where, like, it's supposed to flood, but it doesn't flood enough. And Cameron's like, yeah, no, I need, like, triple that amount of water. And so they have to reset the whole fucking thing to do more. Could you imagine? I would love to also be the person who, like, as they're <laughs> flooding it, and you're like, no, I need more water. I want the water gushing around the corner. Like, yeah. more water. Oh, my God, that'd be so much fun. I would like, love to. I read one it. thing of Cameron being like, <laughs> all right, we had, we had like 900 gallons coming under this one shot. And then he watched it and he was like, no, 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 triple that. And then he just walked away. Like that motherfucker looking at this stuff being like, no, 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 it's not enough. I don't need, I don't need a little bit more. I don't need double. Give me fucking three times this already bonkers amount of water that you've got flowing out of my set. Okay, but just, apparently they, they were pumping that straight out of the ocean, so it was actually cold as fuck. I did hear that it was super cold. I heard Kate Winslet was complaining about the temperature of the water. No, it was Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, was it Leo? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was the one that said it, he was having a hard time acting due to the temperature no, he, of the water. He, he, he says he has a uh, like a like a temperature pro, like a sense sensitive he's sensitive to cold or something like that. He right? sounded In, like a super wuss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I honestly agree with him. I don't yeah. think I could perform in yep. any way, shape, or form with that degree of. Do you cold want water. me to say lines other than just curse words <laughs> strung out along? Yeah. And then what, what, with what Kate Winslet was wearing, she was basically naked. Yeah, that sheer yeah. like you know thin. Yeah. Everybody else got to have fucking like wetsuits and shit. She couldn't put well, anything even on. Even Jack under was that. wearing like pants and clothes and stuff like that, but she yeah. was wearing basically like just netting. <laughs> yeah. It looked really pretty, but it, it looked very cold. Because she even takes off ocean. her jacket when she goes to rescue him and, and get him yep. out of his handcuffs. She takes off her jacket. Man, how, how trusting is that dude with that axe? Holy shit. No, I love that <laughs> scene so much. Because Look, man, he... we need those moments of comedy, all right? Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> they are yeah. needed. Take another practice swing. God, I love that moment so much. All right, now hit the same plate. No. Oh, cool. All right, we're just going to... That's enough practice. You just have to go with it. He's like, I trust you, and he then turns his Dude, head and hides behind the Dude, when she closes her fucking I, eyes, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I remember, like, the whole... When she closes her eyes and takes the swing, the whole audience in the theater was just like, whoa! <laughs> <gasps> I had to rewind it. I didn't believe what I just saw. I was like, hang on, hang on. What, 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 whoa. Whoa. He used up all his luck right there. That's why he died at the end of the movie. <laughs> you could have had no hand and then still lived. I love David Warner in this, uh, the, the jailer, the guy who takes him down and, and locks him up. He's so good, man. He's always he's, good. And uh, everything he does. But he's also, he, he's amazing in Star Trek uh, with uh, <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation. He plays a Cardassian. He's like, how many lights do you see? Dude, he's uh, the Klingon general in Star Trek VI, Undiscovered Country. He is the Klingon general, yeah. yes! He's also uh, in Star Trek V. He's one of the people that's being held up when the Enterprise like you know, goes there and Lahura's got to do her little little dance to get the guards away. Wow. I feel like we're at ratings. 
So let's rate this thing. Who's going first? Who's rating Titanic? The film that won 11 Oscars. The most in history. Tied with Ben-Hur and Return of the King. Anybody? Start us off strong, Brian. You guys stink. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is a 10. I'm a James Cameron fanboy. I love James Cameron. I love his movies. Um, This is just like a combination at the time of everything pre-Avatar that he had kind of been building up to and been kind of like working at. And you can see everything that kind of he, he had done in his career work in this film the thing that kind of i really like in this though is that he's a sci-fi like very action-oriented dude before this movie and he gets to this movie and he kills his fucking romance story and i think one of the reasons it works for a lot of different people is because the romance does work but if that's not your bag there is literally something here for everybody you know you're gonna you're gonna identify with somebody that fucking dies in this movie i promise you if you don't, I don't know if you're human. Like, I mean, dear God. Fabrizio. <laughs> uh, it's just, everybody complains about the script. And when I say everybody, I guess I mean a couple of critics. I just, I, I the the structure of this thing is so well told. I love the fact that it, it, it just feels old Hollywood. I love Billy Zane's performance so much. He just feels like a, a villain from a movie from like 1945. I, I, I think it's perfect. <laughs> he looks like it too. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's great. so nice. Um, it's nice seeing all these extras in frame. It's nice seeing just like the scope of all this. It just feels big. Movies don't feel big like this. Like, like I know these those Avengers movies cost more than this, but it doesn't feel as big as it though. It just doesn't. The, the epic scale on one of those superhero movies, you're like, yeah, they do a lot more. They blow up some planets and things like that, but. It's just not as big as this tiny little. Well, it's not tiny, but this ship that's sinking, and like I was just, I was, I was so impressed by Leonardo DiCaprio's like, um, like all the jokes that James Cameron wrote for him, while also keeping the suspense. Like you think about all those one-liners, and he's just like yeah. the, the yeah. preacher walking up, and though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, can you walk through that valley a little faster? Like that get that got a moment of, of laughter in the theater, but then be able to bounce right back from that, right back into that suspense without missing a beat. That's fucking skill. I also like seeing all these goddamn dissolves. Like what the fucking happened to dissolves? Like why why is that a taboo in modern filmmaking? Dissolves are awesome. They show a passage of time, motherfuckers. That's their purpose. Why are we so afraid of those in modern in modern cinema? Like the last fucking twenty years has been devoid of, of dissolves and all, but like fucking filmmakers that are over the age of sixty, it's, uh, <laughs> it irritates me. I, I, uh, Ten masterpiece, classic, um, absolutely phenomenal filmmaking, mind blowing filmmaking. In- Normal people watch this and they go, "Wow, that's that looks really crazy. That looks, that's really good. That, that, this is a fun movie. This is like a roller coaster ride. This is this is a film that for some reasons, uh, three hours and fifteen minutes, but it can hold your attention the entire time. The only reason that I even pause this movie about the time of the iceberg hitting is to get another beer and take a piss because holy fuck, we've already gone through so much. Uh, but it, it, like, I'm excited to come back. This, this is one of these movies that you can you can pick up anywhere in the middle." And continue watching it and still enjoy it. it, it, it it's it's like it, anytime it would ever pop on TV, 
It doesn't matter where it is. I'm going to sit it's down. It's a one sock movie, man. Wait, it's a one sock movie? What does that mean? Yeah, we're like, you're like getting ready to go, but the movie comes on. You've got one sock on already, but then you just sit there finishing the movie. And you oh, never put your second sock on and leave. Means. Yeah, that's not what I thought one sock meant. <laughs> oh, really? Well, what, what does it actually mean? Do you not know what the one sock means? Obviously, I'm... I'm, I'm it either. means go away, come back later, this room is full. That's a different... That's a sock on the door. Still one sock. <laughs> no, that's... The, okay. Kristen, what did you think it was? Yeah, I'm with Brian. <laughs> oh, Thank really? you. Thank you. Oh. That's what everybody... Uh, that's what all our listeners thought, too. Okay. Well, my, my, my naivete What did you think was it like, was? Okay. I was more in line with Griggs. But I'd, I'd never heard it before, so I, I, I don't know. It's a quote from some famous director, and I wish I could remember which one it was. But that's that he, he said it first, and I just really love it as a concept. Sorry. Sorry Look, to derail you, Brian. Derail me. Looking at this movie now from like a 2022 lens, it, it seems normal, right? Like, of course, we're going to have these sweeping shots of things going over this, like, you know, digital chip and, and just the way that the camera moves and the way that the, the, it, it, the camera is always telling the story. It's, it's always pushing things forward. It feels like a fucking roller coaster ride. All that. But movies didn't look like this back then. Hell, they had to create. It's kind of like how George Lucas had to, like, create a way to get a fucking Tauntaun to run across the fucking screen and, and be able to, to do everything that, that he did in the fucking in the late 70s and then into the 80s. And it's just the next fucking level with all the motion capture and, like, creating all these different characters and all that. And, like, basically, it's about the only way you could do this. You know, you, you, you wouldn't be able to get all these extras and all that to be a, 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 enough, like, like they did in early filmmaking. Uh, and, and be able to do what they did as far as like, you know, with all the stunts and, and be able to, and like basically people dying, flipping off fucking ships and hitting propellers and shit like that. So it, it has the scope of an early, like an old timey, uh, epic adventure film, but, uh, but done in a more modern way. And, uh, everything that they did in this film is how we do things now. It's just the, like the beginning of what it are you talking and, and, about? Nobody builds models now. No, but they all do it like, like it digitally. Though. Yeah, but you know, this like, movie the, had the, real models I'm, in it, though. I know, but what I'm talking about is like the way that they that they created uh, the motion capture and then like putting all that in. It actually like you know, kind of like it, it showed that this this could happen, and it like pushed to what we are now. It's it was cutting edge at the time. Yeah, it was cutting edge at the time. But yeah, I don't know, man. yeah, this is like an old world. Like I don't know, man. Like it just. Hey, you know, this this is the way that fucking Peter Jackson did, uh, exactly. did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And that was the last time that was done that I can think of, outside of like a couple of shots in some Batman movies. Which is, I think this is why that this film holds up so much when you watch it, is because there's yeah. so much actual like realistic stuff that's being interacted with. Now, at the beginning of the film with all like the, the, uh, the, the driving, uh, like the, the boat driving around and all that kind of stuff, it, it's digitally overlaid on top of other boats or just the top part of it's real and the whole side of it's fake and all that. But by the time that we get down to the end of the, end of the movie where we're like looking up at the boat and we got the, they're, they're lowering the lifeboats and all that, all of that's fucking real. Like, like they're doing set extensions beyond what you can kind of see just in the foreground. But anything that you're seeing there, it's fucking actually real. And, and, and being able to see scale and distance and everything, it, it's just like, holy fucking shit. It, it, just, it just has this, like, tactile realness to it. And then what you talk about how when you see all these Marvel movies and all that, it just feels like you're watching our cartoon. And it feels more like you're watching more of a cartoon than what you, hit, what you, what you get with this that has actually more cartoony animation. So I I don't know it 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 will forever hold up, I think it, it, it's 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 an epic film. It's a ten. 
uh, it, it gives me a, a filmmaker boner. I enjoy it. Wow. And also, Kate Winslet. Oh, man. Oof. Oof. She gives you the regular All right. boner. Oh, man, my heart will go on. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do my rating before Kristen goes, just because I need to disagree with Jared. Please do on on just the reasoning for why this holds up. This is a fucking masterpiece. This is an absolute ten. I'll just I'll just start with that. But I don't think the reason that this holds up is because it was all shot practically or it was all models. I think the reason this holds up so well is because the shot design is so fucking perfect. Because the way that these shots were intended to cut together, and then the pacing that is happening and the emotionality of what we're seeing on screen. I don't think it fucking actually matters how the visual effects are accomplished. I think what matters is the, the emotion and the tone and the intention of the shots. And that's why Cameron is a fucking master and he's proven it over the course of a really long ass, very fucking successful career. And he knows how to design shots. He knows how to get those things. And he's done it both with practical effects and he's done it with fucking animation and computers. And, and he knows how to get the people that are working with him to get those visions in his head onto a fucking screen, and he does it masterfully. So I don't think it's, it's the practical yeah, this effects looks, versus CGI. This looks better than any of the, like, think about the prequel Bullshit. fucking, the Bullshit. prequel goddamn Star Wars movies. It has nothing to do with movies. looking better. Those it has look everything worse, to do with how it's fucking working in the moment. How, how what looks? What are you talking about? Like, uh, all, all those fucking George Lucas prequel fucking Star Wars movies look like ass compared to this. It's not. It's not the technique. It's. It's not CGI versus and fucking CGI is already a misnomer. It's. It. It's artists building things with a digital format instead of using practical models. Like there. Oh, here he goes. CGI. Again. I. Just. I'm just saying. You. It's still people fucking building stuff. It is different though. It, it is, is different. different. Yeah, but uh, but ultimately, what makes shit work is shot design, and 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 how well the intention is actually coming through. Artists are artists, and, and if they're using their hands to build a fucking model or if they're using a mouse to click things on a computer, it's still shot design, and it's it's still intentionality and still the emotion of, of the moment working within a context of a scene. And all these moments are really emotional, and they all fucking work. The thing I love about this movie, man, it like beyond the, the, the technical aspects and, and the, the disaster funness, man, I get fucking swept away in this romance, dude. <laughs> I am not. I'm not afraid to admit it. This shit sweeps me away, and I fucking love it. Uh, I don't know how I've only seen this movie twice, actually, and that's the question that I've gotten asked the wow. most in the last couple of weeks. When I'm like, "Hey, when's the last time you watched Titanic?" I'm like, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I saw it like 12 times in the theater." I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again for the second time." And they're like, "What? This is a fucking masterpiece." I'm glad we're doing James Cameron Christmas. I'm glad we watched this movie. It's an absolute goddamn ten. Hey, Kristen. Bring us home. All right. So, yeah, this is a pretty good movie. And I think that <laughs> what makes it so great is James <laughs> James Cameron's attention to uh, detail and his perfectionism. And, I mean, the way he blends the CG and the practical effects. I mean, <sighs> I love I- I love the combination. I love practical effects. I mean, I understand, Mike, that these people are artists when they're creating on their computer screen, and that's all fine and good. But, like, what gets me excited is, you know, like, this movie got me excited and and made me want to go into making movies, you know. And when I can sit there and and work on a, a costume like this, 
or, you know, you can have people who are, are getting all of these plates, who are printing the menus, who are placing the plants, who are sinking a ship. Like, that is cool. That is a fucking movie. Like, this is, and 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 it's not like he's cutting corners anywhere. You know, I forget who told the story, the 900 gallons of water was not enough that's perfect that's that's why this movie works is because he's not afraid to go bigger and go better when it needs to happen he has such an incredible eye for it i don't know that i'd want to work in his movies honestly he sounds kind of terrible to work for but goddamn i really enjoy watching them they're fantastic mm. Mm. there's you can sit here and and pick things that you don't like you can say the script means to you better you can say whatever the fuck you want and sure fine Perhaps you have a point, but that doesn't mean that this movie is any less than perfect. This whole this whole movie is is like I I, I don't even know. Like I, I I really was so nervous. I know I've said this several times watching this because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And within like within thirty seconds, I was like, no, I was wrong. This is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was one of those people who saw it so many times in the theaters. I own the movie. I own the soundtrack. I have the companion book guide that goes with it. Like I was so into this movie, but it wasn't just the movie, which as on its own is is perfect. It, it's this is how you make a movie. This is how you mm. do it. Like when you look at all of like part of the reason that I don't watch these, um, you know, superhero movies isn't because they're bad. They're not bad. Um, it's just that they don't have this attention to detail they don't have this epic nature to them and they they kind of try but they're also kind of lazy about it which i get i get but they're kind of lazy about it and so it's not exciting to watch like this is what i grew up on this is what i expect this is what i want to do and we don't do that anymore and and i think that's why modern movies are so disappointing is because mm. we're just fucking lazy and um again listen I get it. I get it. Like if you're you're trying to make money, you know, you're trying to save money, you're trying to there's a lot of reasons that, that happens. But that's the that is a big reason that I don't watch superhero movies is because they could be more. They could be so much more and they could be incredible and they're just not. And this movie is incredible in every every regard. You care uh, not only about their romance, but you care about the guy who designed the ship. You care about the unsinkable Molly Brown. You care about what's going to happen to Cal and how he has forced his way. You know, he steals a child and forces his way onto a life. You care about every single person. You are invested in every single person. You are invested in those goddamn plates as they are crashing around. <laughs> like, yes. this, that alone is, is, something that most people can't accomplish anyway i'm i'm done talking this is a 10 it's gotta be been a while since all four of us have delved out tens it's, it's been a while right I, yeah. yeah i feel like it's been a while it's been a can't while not for titanic man Oof. i can't Oof. i don't know if i can name another film that's this long that's this enjoyable Oh no, a hundred percent. Oh, I even saw most this. enjoyable movie of this length for yeah, sure. Yeah, when I saw this, Absolutely. I was like, I don't remember this being three hours and fifteen minutes. And then after again, after like five minutes, I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, it, like it, it sticks in your head. It makes you want to watch more of it. It's one of those movies at the end. You're like, damn, that was like you know, very, very, very satisfying. 
I think that's going to do it for us. Oh, wait. No, it's not. Hold up. We didn't get Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, of course, uh, this movie made like uh, $1.6 billion, was the highest grossing film. One point six. Of all time. I'm sorry. Did I say 1.6? I meant 1.8. I'm, I'm glad you re- repeated that. Jesus. Fuck. Titanic. That is a lot of money. Is a mostly unqualified triumph for James Cameron, who offers a dizzying blend of spectacular visuals and old-fashioned melodrama. Rotten Tomatoes certifies Titanic fresh with an 87% tomato meter and a 69% audience score. What the fuck? Yes. Are you, wait, 69? Excellent. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is way lower than it seems like well, it should it, be. Well, because it's the most everyone's... righteous number, am I right? I but, mean, yeah, it, it, like, is, oh, it is yeah. extremely low. <laughs> I'm surprised by the number. I feel like that's not accurate. I would have thought like 85 or higher, yeah. at least, for the yeah, audience score. I was expecting yeah. that for sure. Like, I would never have guessed any lower than 85. James Cameron's deeply disappointing Titanic is a sad thing when set against the modest, factual 1958 film, A Night to Remember. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Clearly, whoever wrote that has never seen that fucking movie. That goddamn thing is a bore. And it's it's like fucking at least an hour shorter. I mean, well, it's not a complete bore. It's got some moments in it. I'm not going to... James Cameron's Titanic looks grand, but proceeds rather absurdly as it tells a tear-jerking but preposterous story of a love affair viciously fought by the most dastardly villain since the demise of a gaslight melodrama. Preposterous love affair, says someone who's never fallen in love before. uh, Fuck you, Malcolm Johnson. You see what I'm talking about? I see, see, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They caught out the, uh, the screenwriting right there. Fuck them. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's like it's true. like you know you you would think that this would be more in line with Kristen as the way that we saw at the abyss, but you know it, it's it's there's still like I said there's a lot of Kristens out there. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> we can all rest easy. <laughs> Even eighty seven seems low from the critics, so I don't know. Uh, no, that seems accurate. I mean, you know, like yeah, critics don't like think anything that's too sappy. You know. You start going out of the... Oh, you made me feel yeah, things? Exactly. Yeah, no, not a yeah. good movie. You start getting too bombastic with your score, with your acting, anything like that. Critics are like, ding, ding, ding. And it's like, well... That's true. The Notebook has an 85%. Actually, actually, hold on. A 53% tomato score with an 85% audience score. Wow. 53 for the fucking Notebook? Are they fucking out of yeah. their mind? That's what it says. Sappy. You said sappy, so I went for sappy. And uh, yeah... Wow. I mean, look, it, that's not one of my favorite films of all time, but that's ridiculously low. Come on. Also, that scored higher for the audience than this did. What the hell? The Notebook's a classic, Greg. I'm just saying, if people are giving the, the Notebook an 84, why are they giving this a 69 besides being it, able that to... That doesn't make it... Nice. it, it it's got to be the length. Yeah. It has to be. But did you guys feel well, the like, length, I could watch The Notebook twice. Did anybody feel the length? Did anybody was like Like bored? I said, yeah. No, no, I was not bored, no, but like, not like bored. I, I did pause I, in the middle to, to yeah, get up. Feeling the length because it is a three-hour endeavor, yeah, yeah. but it's it's any anything over two hours to me as a movie watching. Yeah, it's 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 hard, but no, I didn't. I, didn't, I was never bored. I would never picked up my phone and was like, oh, I don't want to think about this right now. I was engaged the entire yeah, time. Yeah, this yeah, actually no really sucked me in. I get bored through a lot of movies, and uh, this did not bore me at all. 
It deserved all of its runtime. I'll yeah. say it that way. Yeah, I didn't look at yeah, this and did. think, wow, they should have cut out an hour of this movie. Because it works. It all works. You, you need it for all the detail. Yeah. And we talked about we talked about all those little characters and stuff, how you talked about how they all get their due. What's really neat is they're sprinkled throughout the entire film, so it actually rewards you on multiple viewings to see all these characters that you fall in love with by the end of the film. And if you go back and watch it again, then you get to experience them better than because you didn't really know them like you do by the end, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. It, it makes a repeat viewing really fucking worth well, it. Well, honestly, I really have to recommend doing a little bit of research and what to all of the detail that James Cameron put in with all of the different characters because a lot of those people are real people that James Cameron put on there. And learning all of those people <laughs> is is really interesting also. All right. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number... Uh, we're going to do track number three from the Titanic soundtrack. This is from composer James Horner. It is titled Southampton. Enjoy. It's pronounced Southampton. Southampton Shear. Southampton Shear.